Hey, podcast doctor, this is Stacy, the Utah hostage. I was absolutely thrilled when I saw that the Thunder had made it to the playoffs, and I'm so excited that they get to kick off their run here in Utah because the Grizzlies could use another smackdown, let me tell you. I got a chance to see a couple of the games this season when the Thunder came to Utah, and I love being in the minority. It didn't stop me one bit from screaming as loud as I could to root on my hometown team, even surrounded by a bunch of diehard Utah fans. And the better thing about it, I got my daughter into it, too. She loves the thunder. So I am so excited to see what they're going to do. Oh, and can the thunder send some of that great Stockton weather this way? Because the snow is getting on my last nerve. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. And go thunder. From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton, episode 57 for Monday, April the 4th, 2011. I'm Rod Gomez, And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. And if this is not your first time, I wonder how many of you noticed a new voice in the intro. If you noticed a new voice in the intro, drop us a line and let us know. Coming up on today's show, we take a look at some of the restaurants participating in the great Stockton Asparagus Dine-Out. An interview with Susan Moraloiko of the Stockton Earth Day Festival. And what is your radio station doing for you? A behind-the-scenes look. So the Stockton Asparagus Festival is coming up again. Yum. April 15th through 17th. But um, before that... Uh, which started already on April 1st and running through April 10th is the Great Stockton Asparagus Dine-Out. Yum. Sorry, yeah. broken if, record. <laughs> if you've been um, watching TV or on the internet, on Facebook, anywhere, you have seen this all over the place. Um, lots of great restaurants. Um, again this year, it's um, a spinoff of the Stockton Restaurant Week. Um, this week is designed to showcase the locally grown asparagus Um in, uh, in our local restaurants. So um, there's a ton of places on the uh, on the docket for great asparagus dishes this year. The list just goes on and on and on, doesn't it? I mean, it's like you take a look at one and then all of a sudden you're scrolling down for days to try to find the end of it. And that's a good thing. Yeah, so do any of these jump out at you is something you definitely have to try. You know, to tell you the truth, uh, you know how much of a sucker I am for uh, for Korean I uh, I totally want to see what this free asparagus kimchi is like at Seoul Sundubu. You know what? When I saw the list, somehow I thought that your uh, your eyes would would gravitate to uh, Seoul Sundubu. Absolutely. Um, I had lunch last week at O'Reilly's with a friend of the show, Chris the Greek. Um, now with the doctor, the Downtown Stockton Alliance. Can't talk tonight. And um, uh, in addition to the amazing bison burger that I had, we did get to try the um, pickled asparagus. Um, appetizer, which was great. 
and also tried the beer battered asparagus. Um, you had two, oh, you had them both, didn't you? Yeah, we just got little samples of them, um, but they were both very, very good. The um, beer battered asparagus is different than the stuff you get at the asparagus festival in that it's not the really huge, thick asparagus. It's a lot thinner, which actually I found that it has more flavor um, now, at least the one the stuff at Ed O'Reilly's did, but uh, they're actually feature, featuring an O'Reilly burger with shaved pickled asparagus, and um, and then the beer battered asparagus as well. So uh, if you're downtown and um, you have a, a hankering for some some good asparagus, you definitely need to try that out. One more that caught my eye too was actually the Casa Flores green asparagus enchilada. I mean, you know, not to say that uh, you know Casa Flores would be. Uh, I don't know, it's cliche for me, but uh, green asparagus enchiladas actually sounds like a, a really good, uh, really good dish. So, and then of course they have the chicken, beef, and shrimp asparagus fajitas. So again, I mean, you know, can't you can't go wrong with Mexican food and asparagus, right? Which is something I've n- I've never had asparagus with a Mexican dish. So maybe I'll uh, I'll have to I'll have to try that out. We'll make it a date. <clears throat> oh, there you go. Um, another one that uh, looks really good is. Um, Midtown Crepery on the Miracle Mile, and they have uh, an, an asparagus soup and an asparagus and mushroom crepe, um, and they make some awesome crepes there. So that uh, that that sounds absolutely amazing. And there's quite a few places that have deep fried asparagus, um, and uh, you know, leading up to the asparagus festival, I think I, it'd be nice if I had the time to just go to every single one of these places and try their version of the. Of the classic deep fried asparagus, it'd be amazing. I mean, literally, just to hit all these places and eat and eat all the asparagus dishes that we can. I mean, maybe one year I'll make that my ultimate goal in life. Um, <laughs> it it can't be this year, but I tell you what, soon and very soon, I would love to hit every single restaurant on this list and at least try uh, if one, if not all, of the dishes that they have for asparagus. And you know, it's such a great lead up to the asparagus festival too. I mean, come on. How, how can you not get jazzed about the asparagus festival with all these restaurants serving local asparagus? And I put the emphasis on the word local because that's exactly what you should be uh, concentrating on. It's all local asparagus. Right. Like uh, Wes recently said on the, the news, um, I think he was on Good Day Sacramento. And he talked about, you know, you could buy asparagus all year long uh, in the grocery store. But of course, when it's out of season, that means you're getting it from... Um, thousands of miles away, but if you want locally grown asparagus, this is the time of year to get it. So all of these places are featuring locally grown asparagus. Um, and I'm, I'm a little biased too, um, because my my dad, when he back in the in the days when I was a little kid, uh, on the farm that that we lived on, that asparagus was the huge crop for that farm. And I remember summers where you know asparagus was just it was it. I mean, we lived and breathed asparagus. My, my mom used to cook it because we used to get some fresh off the conveyor belt. I mean, you want to talk about fresh. This was like right off the conveyor belt fresh. And, uh, you know, she used to cook it up and man, I didn't appreciate asparagus a whole lot back then, but I wish I could turn back time and, uh, and really, you know, get, enjoy it when it was absolutely fresh right off of the fields. Yeah. And, you know, I've admitted on this show that I never tried deep fried asparagus cause I never liked asparagus until the asparagus festival of 2009 so shame on you yeah i am a, i am a relative newcomer to the world of deep fried asparagus and all things that are asparagus so but you're loving life now right oh yeah definitely and i agree it's a great lead up and if you want to check out all of the wonderful restaurants with their amazing asparagus items on their menu um 
for the uh, asparagus restaurant week, just go to dineoutstockton.com and um, take a look and go out there and enjoy some asparagus before the asparagus festival. Yum. Michael Seymour from Suddenly Seymour, and you're listening to Podcast Stockton. I am joined live in the Outback Studios by uh, Susan Moraloiko with the Stockton Earth Day Festival. Uh, Susan, a repeat guest on our show. Susan, thanks for uh, for joining us live in the Outback. Oh, thank you for allowing me to talk about the Earth Day Festival. Yeah, so um, Earth Day's coming up very soon, Sunday, April 10th at uh, lovely Victory Park. What can you tell us about it? Well, I think it's going to be even a little bit better than the year before and the year before. Um, we're going to have uh, local talent, local bands. We are going to have all kinds of educational vendor booths at uh People can learn a little bit more about how their personal behavior can affect our environment. So this is the 23rd year, if I'm right, of the uh, Stockton Earth Day Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, again, at Victory Park, at the backside of Victory Park. But if you come on Sunday, April 10th, you'll find us. There's, uh, we're, we're big enough there that um, you'll, you'll be able to spot us. Um, the thing that I like about the, the festival, um, having been the last few years, is the opportunity to teach children about the, the simple things they can do in their everyday life, and hopefully that will move over to them teaching their parents simple things they can do in their life to help protect um, our environment. What are some of the um, vendors there that uh, will be teaching, will hopefully be teaching some of our kids better habits? Well, I think one of the things that I've really enjoyed over the last couple of years is having the Farm Bureau there. They'll hand out uh, probably 1,500 little tomato plants, and children can learn firsthand from local farmers how to make that tomato plant grow and the importance to their body of eating fresh, locally grown, um, organic types of foods. Um, We'll also have um, another one of my personal favorites is we've got some biologists who will bring out their... um, microscopes and kids will have a chance to take a look at bugs under the microscope and that's fun in and of itself but the uh, biologists will also explain to the students why or the children why it's so important that we have bugs in our ecosystem that everything has a place in the ecosystem there'll be water conservation displays recycling displays air pollution control displays we have a solar uh, panel vendor who's going to talk about solar power and how it works so it's just an opportunity for children and their parents to learn how how we can do things differently in our life and protect our natural resources. So one of the things that I, I actually only learned last year, I don't think I realized it the first year I went, is that Earth Day Festival in Stockton is a no-meat event. And uh, when I've told people about that, <laughs> I usually get looks of panic um, when, when I say that it's a no-meat event. But um, I, I try to, I do my best to tell people it's still, there's still food, there's still plenty of things to eat. There's actually really good food, very, yeah. very good food. And the, again, the point of the day 
in terms of food is to get people to think about their behavior and to eat lower on the food chain um, because the way that we have these um, big uh, conglomerate farms, it's making an impact on our water and our air and our land. And so we're asking folks just to think about eating lower on the food chain. And most people think if you're um, eating no meat, you're eating a big bowl of broccoli. Not that there's <laughs> anything wrong with broccoli, but um, we have six vendors. Um, we have Bon Appetit from UOP. We have Delroy, who probably most everybody knows. He's everywhere. He makes wonderful um, pasta and um, asparagus. And um, Bon Appetit is a, a new vendor for us this year, and we're really thrilled about it. The It's out at the UOP it's a catering truck out at UOP, and the students actually don't realize they're eating wonderful, healthy, organic food. Many times they're eating vegetables. Oh. And um, it's really, their food is very tasty. We have uh, Sweet Delights. Uh, we have La Mexicana Super with um, no meat. And people would be surprised how wonderful food tastes without meat in it. And they'd also be surprised how wonderful vegetables can taste, too. Yeah, and I, uh, like I said, I mean, I went out there the first year and didn't realize it, um, you know, and I, I think the way that I have summed it up to people is to just tell them, well, you're not going to be able to get a regular, you know, all-beef hot dog, but I promise you... You can get you, a veggie dog. Yeah, you'll get a veggie dog, and I promise you, the, the, at the end of the day, you will not think, oh, man, I'm starving. If you go, if you want something to eat, you will certainly find um, something to eat. Um, so this year opens up just like last year. There's um, a couple of events, if I'm not mistaken. There's the... Um, there's yoga, um, mm -hmm. and then there's the family fun bike ride. Um, tell us about the tell us about the bike ride. Well, I think we've been doing it now for almost ten years. Um, it is just a leisurely bike ride. A lot of the folks come out with uh, tricked out bikes, or they decorate their bikes in uh, environmental theme. Families come out, and it really is just a short, less than two mile ride from Victory Park to kick off the event, and uh, it. The ride goes up to Lewis Park, past Pixie Woods, down Shimizu, along Smith Canal, and back through the residential area to the to Victory Park. And again, it's just another way to remind people that we don't have to take our cars everywhere. We can walk or walk or ride our bike, get some exercise, put a less little less stuff in the air, mm -hmm. and um, have fun while we're doing it too. Yeah, and um, so in addition to all the fun stuff, let's let's not forget that the the, the theme is is that um, it's an educational event, and um, I think we do a pretty good job of masking masking the education side that um, you know kids still want to come out there. But one of the cornerstones of the event um, seemed to be the the passport to Earth. So, uh, what can you tell us about that part? Well, that was put together by uh, Veray Wickham. She's with the San Joaquin County Office of Education, and it is a way to get students to go from booth to booth and ask questions to learn more about the different environmental booths and answer the questions and then we take the questionnaire after it's been completed and stamped by all the vendors and we put it in a bowl and we'll be drawing for some fabulous prizes so kids get to learn and have fun and maybe even win a prize great and then um, um so th this year in addition to all that stuff um Susan, you did mention some wonderful entertainment, and this year we have the the bad goods will be back. Um, uh, also, Los Dazantes. Dazantes. Oh, I, 
almost sound like a native. Uh, I cannot say it right. Um, Barada, the, the, we also have the um, Trescalian belly dancers. Mm-hmm. Odessa, um, of course, most people that listen to the show should be familiar with um, with Erin Odessa and um, and her other group, the Afternaps, wonderful group. Sugar Water Purple will be making their Earth Day premiere as well. And then um, just like we did last year, we'll be closing at 4 o'clock with the uh, drum circle facilitated by a professional drum facilitator, which is um, qu- quite the ending to the to the event with uh, tons of drums and, and beats and things like that. Um, it really is a good way for the festival to end to all these percussion ins- instruments and um it was great to watch. We probably had close to 7,500 people sitting there playing drums to a, a rhythm. For those of us who were cleaning up the park and taking down the tables and chairs, it was a great way to end the day with a little rhythm, keep you moving. And um, I think it's just a nice way to put an end to the day. We started with a little yoga with Jody Eatman. She'll be out in the center of the, the field doing a little yoga, getting relaxed so that we can enjoy the day. And uh, then we end it with a little lively drum beat. So I think it's uh, just a nice way to end the day. Yep. Great. Well, uh, once again, that's the um, 23rd annual Stockton Earth Day Festival, Sunday, April 10th at Victory Park. Go to livegreensanwakin.com for, um, for all the details. Susan will be back at the end of the show to give us the answers to the four questions everybody gets to answer here on Podcast Stockton. Well, not that this is a shameless plug or anything, seeing as though I am a uh, employee of a local radio station. But, you know, in being back, I realize that people don't know a whole lot about radio and the fact that it even exists anymore. I know it's easy to plug in your iPod or, you know, pop in a CD or even stick your head out the window and listen to the noise outside rather than listen to the radio. But I'm here to tell you that... uh, You know, radio stations are still valid and they're still out there and they still do a lot for the community. And, you know, getting phone calls for the last four or five days has just reminded me that um, there's a lot of people out there that aren't aren't very sure of what radio stations actually do anymore. So, so wait a minute, there's, we still have radio in Stockton. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? A lot of people don't remember. A lot of people have tuned it out, but uh, yeah, there it's still hanging around and kicking. I mean, you listen to radio still, right, Matt? Uh, you know, I don't listen to a lot of radio. Um, believe it or not. I, I, when I'm in my car, I, I tend to not even listen to music. So, um, yeah, I don't. I, I'm one of those people. That if I'm going to listen to music, I'm going to pop in my iPod. But uh, you know, I certainly remember the old days um, when I lived just a few blocks away from where Kaywin used to be on Hammer and Kelly, um, and walk over there and actually just I could actually see the see the DJs. But uh, I think those days are gone. Oh, those those days are long gone. You can't really see us anymore. We're pretty much tucked away in that big blue building over there, and. Uh, if you want to see us, you have to look up and have penetrating eyes to see through our windows. But um, really, what 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 I wanted to impart on people is that you know the the jocks that are on the air, um, we are there, you know, to to make radio a little bit more fun to listen to. And uh, I know that every single one of us enjoys uh, knowing that we have people out there listening and having fun listening to us. So, but more than that. 
what what really goes on at radio nowadays is that uh, we're out in the community a lot more than people realize. Um, we send our tr- our vans out in the streets all the time, giving away a ton of free stuff: tickets to movies, um, tickets to concerts, uh, free food. It's it's amazing all the stuff that you could get if you just listen and paid attention. Um, I, I know that Kaywin sends their van out. Uh, we send our van out at least twice or three times a week just to a bunch of different locations where, um, you know, there, there's people that come, but boy, I tell you, you know, you get, you get have a pretty good chance of walking away with dinner and a movie if you're in the right place at the right time. So do you guys announce where you're going to be or is it just something like you got to listen to the radio and find out, find out where that crew is going to be? Well, we live in the 21st century, so everything is on the web. Um, basically just go to a station's website and, and flip around a little bit. Um, I know for Kwin, it's, it's Kwin.com and then you can search a little keyword in there, keyword streets, and you can find out where the, uh, where the party patrol is going to be giving away stuff. We're always out at all the events. I mean, if you, you know, you go to a, a thunder game on Wednesdays, you're going to see Kjoy there, um, where you can register to win, uh, trips to Monterey Bay or, you know, cat country gives away. Uh, tickets to stuff and and I mean all these local radio stations if you do it right and you can only win things once every 30 days but if you do it right you could be doing something for free every month courtesy of a local radio station Um, you don't always have to be caller nine to win cool stuff Uh, plus if you like meeting artists there's a ton of artists that come through and all you got to do is get put on the guest list we're always out at the clubs so you know all you fun single folk out there that love to hang out in the clubs um, we're always out in the clubs doing things. So, you know, local radio, as much as the corporations have taken over radio stations and really, um, you know, hamstrung them a lot, uh, we we're still trying to get out and we're still trying to do, uh, the community, right. You know, we still do some community events and, um, you know, just have fun with radio. I, I know that, uh, we live in a day and age where radio is kind of disappearing, but, uh, again, you could go out and have a good time, win some free stuff. Uh, all courtesy of your local radio stations. Yeah, I, I uh, years and years ago, um, I said just going, being able to go to Kwin um, and watch watch the DJs, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna age myself, but um, you know, going to the old KFMR building and watching them, you know, it was a much smaller operation, but you know, just going to hang out and watch them in the studio, that was, you know, that was pretty cool. But I, I guess I just never thought that. You know that they're still out and about, and they're still doing giveaways. Um, you know, out in the town. I always just thought of that, like you said, just be caller number nine. Yeah, and and even still, even if you are caller, I mean, even if we do ask for caller number nine, I mean, it's you know, it, it, we do it a lot. We do it every couple of hours. So literally, you still have a chance to win um, these these prizes that we give away. And not all this weekend, I was giving away asparagus festival tickets. So you know, that's that's a lot of fun. And yeah, I mean, it's just a blast. So, so dispel a myth, uh, is I used to always think that those things that said, you know, caller number this or that, that they were really just rigged, that you were just, you weren't really giving them away and you were just, you know, giving them to your buddies. Is that, is that how it works or is it? That is a total myth. There are, uh, you know, we, we can't give it to family and friends. Uh, I mean, you know, unless the friends call our number nine and they're not related to us, but we certainly can't give it to family. Um, you'd definitely get caught in a heartbeat if the last name, cause we run them through a system. So it's like, you know, it's very hard for, for anybody to get away with that kind of stuff. So caller number nine, if you're calling number nine, it's legit. You still get the prize. 
So, yeah, and I love running those contests. It's a lot of fun listening to the people get excited, um, you know, about it. Yeah, it's uh, well, that's good. I, like I said, I always when I was when I was much younger, I thought I thought that they were rigged. So it's it's good to hear that they're not rigged and that they're actually some there's actually some legitimacy there. There actually is legitimacy. There you go. So uh, whatever your um, whatever your favorite radio station is, even if it's not uh, Kwin, um, yeah, be on the lookout for them. It seems like uh, radio stations are, are still doing that, like the good old days, giving away stuff. I'm back with Susan Moraloiko from the Stockton Earth Day Festival. And um, Susan, now it's the time you get the same four questions everybody gets for coming on a podcast, Stockton. Um, first, how long have you been in Stockton? About 16 years. Only 16 years. So you're relatively new, I guess. I guess you would say that, but I'm don't tell anybody. I'm from Southern California, ah, and I love it up here. I see? do love it. I wouldn't go back to SoCal for nothing. Very, very cool. Um, what do you like about Stockton? I like the people. I've I've really had a, a wonderful opportunity to work with all different kinds of people in my various jobs and volunteer activities. And I've got to say the people are just wonderful. They're giving. They're they care about their community. They care about one another. And um, they all have seem to have such rich, varied backgrounds and histories. And I think that's what what keeps me staying in Stockton are the people. They're just wonderful. Would you agree that Stock- Stocktonians have a vibe about us that uh, most other cities don't have? And because I'm a Stocktonian, I'd say, yeah, we do have a vibe. <laughs> so, uh, some, some people say it's, a, it's an attitude. It's just, just a certain attitude that only Stocktonians have. You can pick us out of a lineup, and I would tend to agree I with that. I think so, too. Um, next question, what, what is your favorite uh, Stockton memory? Well, going along with, um, with my favorite Stockton memory is the the people it would be the people I've had a chance to um, come in contact with and and some I've even met Um, probably my greatest thrill was last year I got to meet Dolores Huerta and uh, she's been a she's been a hero of my heroine of mine for a very very long time she's done amazing things in her life and at nearly 80, I think she's still doing amazing things. I got to meet Jose Hernandez. I love what he does in encouraging children to stay in school and to learn. And he has an enthusiasm about science and the environmental sciences that um, you just can't beat it. And he instills that in the children, too. And I, I, love, I love that. I appreciate that. And uh, let's see. I, I've got to see. I've gotten to see many interesting people at UOP. Their speaker series is just amazing. Walter Cronkite, Pierre Salinger, all kinds of people. And I, I never had that opportunity anywhere else. So I mean, real, real, real people that have made changes, uh, made, made a mark in the, 
in the country and made a difference in our in who we are as people. Great. So, last question: um, What do you do for fun in Stockton when you're uh, when you're not trying to um, to, to save Mother Earth and put on a, a fantastic festival every year? <laughs> oh, you're so kind. Um, I think most of everything that I do, I I like to volunteer. I'm very active in my church. I'm uh, very active in social justice and environmental justice. And I think the thing that gives me most joy is spending time with my husband, Bill. He's a rock star. And um, I like working in the yard and my garden and tearing up weeds and trying to make things grow and just being outdoors. I'm a birder. I like to watch birds, and I'm uh, constantly amazed at how they are able to survive and thrive in spite of people (laughs) and what we do. So um, I just like to be outdoors. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And um, Susan, thanks for coming into the Outback today. Hey, thank you for being our MC for the second year. You did a fabulous job last year, and I know you're going to do a great job again this year. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. So just a couple of more quick things before we wrap up this episode. Um, first, just as a reminder, um, reminder from last week's interview with Benjamin Saffold, this Friday, April 8th at Quell Lakes Baptist Church is the New Life Project Stockton um, CD release party. Ten bucks per ticket, and it'll also get you a CD um, of the music that these, uh, these fine musicians have created here in Stockton. Um, all of it goes to benefit the Gospel Center Rescue Mission. Um, you can find out more information about that. Uh, probably the easiest thing to do is to go to facebook.com slash Stockton. And of course, the Stockton City Council members are holding uh, budget town hall meetings. They're going to talk about the city's budgets and also the impacts on the communities. I know on the docket, we talked about it last week, we talked about libraries. On the docket is actually going to be uh, library budgeting, and they might, and there's been rumors, want to cut the Trokey Library. Uh, they cut jobs earlier, and they're, that's on the chopping block. So make sure you get down there. Make sure your voices are, are heard. Uh, again, this is impacting everybody. There's budget cuts all over the place. Meetings actually start at 6 p.m., and uh, all, all of you guys, members of the community, are all encouraged to attend. Right now, uh, there's a meeting on April the 4th uh, with Council Member Dale Fritchen, and that's for District 6. Uh, that's a Augusta a Not School Gymnasium. And then there's one on Thursday, April 7th with uh, council member Paul uh, Canepa. And that's at district three. That's at Maple Barron uh, elementary school. So if you want a list of where the rest of the town hall meetings are going to be, we'll have a link in the show notes. But again, these are very important meetings. They will certainly impact uh, everybody's lives. So make sure you get out there and you get your voice heard. Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. We want to thank Susan Moraloiko of the Stockton Earth Day Committee. If you want to find out more about Earth Day, 
You can go to their website at livegreensanjoaquin.com. We'd love to hear your comments. Leave us a message anytime at 209-565-3229 or email us at mail at podcaststockton.com. Find us on YouTube and Facebook, username Podcast Stockton. Follow me on Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And me at RJ Gomez. For links to all the things we talked about on today's episode, be sure to check out the show notes at podcaststockton.com. And until next time, make it great, Stockton. So uh, a little heavy on the self-promotion there, K. Winboy. You know, I think we've turned into a, a self-promotion wagon, Mr. Earth Day Man. I mean, come on. How, mu- how much are we going to push our uh, agenda down everyone's throat? <laughs> Toot your own horn. Right? Oh, that's funny. I know no. we have the vehicle to do it, but gosh, that doesn't mean we have to abuse it. That's all right. Well, you, um, you, you command a much wider audience on K. Win than do I at Earth Day. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say probably, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think, I think we're doing good things. And, and, and just, it's, it's just a matter of time before we start pimping you on the port. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, I feel like, uh, I feel like this is our tool, but whatever. I think people are still listening. You guys still listening? Hey, on, an, un- shut it off on, on an unrelated note, uh, WrestleMania was tonight. I did not get a chance to watch it. I was working. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch it cause I, I recording, but. Do you know anything? All I know is The Rock was back. I knew The Rock was back. And a spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't watched it yet. I saw a tweet from our man Congraved, who is live tweeting the entire thing. Thank you. Uh, the Undertaker won. The Undertaker won. Leave it. All I want to know is, did uh, did The Rock call somebody jabroni? Oh, he always calls people jabroni. That's all I want. That's all he did Monday nights. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Have a good one, Rod. Yes, sir.